Section 31 of Letters from Victorian Pioneers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Letters from Victorian Pioneers. Letter number 31 from Charles Wedge. My dear sir, 10th of September, 1853. I beg to acknowledge the receipt of your letter of the 29th of July, and feel great pleasure in affording every information in my power on the subjects referred to therein, but I regret that, owing to the loss of my journal, which for the first two or three years' residence in the colony I kept as a reference, by the melancholy occurrence occasioned by the flood in the Werribee last year, any which I can afford from memory will be of a very meagre and unsatisfactory nature. The settlement of this colony of Victoria originated with my father's brother, Mr. John Helderwedge and Mr. John Batman. I think, owing to some observations made relative to the proximity of the two lands by Sir George Arthur, then Lieutenant Governor of Van Diemen's Land, whom they had accompanied on an exploratory expedition to the north coast of that island, when, in 1835, a company was formed and an expedition dispatched under Mr. Batman to report on the nature of the country and its adaptation to the growth of wool, as an outlet for our surplus stock was then beginning to be severely felt. Immediately upon the return of that expedition, and on the report of its leader of the great fertility of the soil being brought abroad, several private adventurers, as well as the company previously formed, determined on the occupation of the country. At the end of that year, or beginning of 1836, the first sheep were landed where Williamstown now stands, and the stations of the Messrs. Wedge and Mr. Simpson, then formed on the River Werribee, at the confluence of the salt and fresh water. The tribe of natives occupying that part of the country were found to be very peacefully disposed. In a great measure, owing doubtless to the facilities for communication afforded by the long residence among them of a runaway prisoner of the Crown named Buckley, who had escaped from a party dispatched from Sydney for the formation of a settlement in Port Phillip in the year 1803, and which was abandoned for want of water. Vessels were now constantly leaving Launceston Van Diemen's Land with stock for the newly discovered country, which, in the vicinity of what is now known as Melbourne and Geelong, was fast filling up. It is perhaps worthy of notice that shortly after or about the time of the arrival of our expedition from Van Diemen's Land in New South Wales, an expedition was fitted out by the government at Sydney under Major, now Sir Thomas, Mitchell, then Surveyor-General, for the exploration of the same country, who on his arrival on the coast in Portland Bay was astonished to find a large whaling establishment there, the property of the Messrs. Henty, who, on the report of Sir Thomas Mitchell of the grazing capabilities of the country to the northward of the port, immediately commenced, and with great labour succeeded in, cutting a road through the forest, and formed a sheep station on what is now known as the Merino Downs. Shortly after the first arrivals, a Mr. Franks, who had formed a sheep station at Mount Cotterell on the River Werribee, 
was killed by the natives, which outrage was at the time attributed to their anxiety to obtain axes, blankets, flour, etc., the value of which soon became apparent to them. Owing to the report of Sir Thomas Mitchell, some of the most enterprising of the stockholders on the outskirts of civilization in New South Wales were induced by the advantages of being near a shipping port to travel their stock overland to Port Phillip, amongst whom as the first arrivals may be mentioned Messrs. Ebden, Horden, Hepburn, Coggill, Howie, Yaldwin, etc., who were fast followed by many others and rapidly filled up the country in the neighbourhood of the coast. In the year 1839, vessels began to arrive from England and Scotland, the settlement of the colony having attracted considerable notice at home. Stockholders also began to push more into the interior, the earlier settlers having confined themselves to the coastline, and I, with my brothers, removed our stock to the country at the foot of the Grampians, now known as the Grange, on the creeks forming the River Wannon in the Australia Felix of Major Sir Thomas Mitchell, to which part of the country I was followed by Mr. John Cox, Dr. Martin, Mrs. White, Barton and Aylwood Norris, etc., after which the country soon became fully occupied. Upon my arrival at Portland Bay, to which place I had directed stores to be shipped to me from Launceston, I, to my surprise, found the establishment previously alluded to in the occupation of Mrs. Henty. Here I also found the Mrs. Winter, who had also formed a sheep station on the Merino Downs, part of the Australia Felix of Sir Thomas Mitchell, which was soon very fully occupied with stock from the opposite shore. Herds of cattle and flocks of sheep were also now pressing on their way to Adelaide. Up to this time we had but little trouble with the Aborigines, but they now began to attack our shepherds, whom they drove from their flocks, which they took into the mountains known as the Victoria Range, where they disposed of many hundreds of them by killing, maiming by breaking three of their legs, and otherwise mutilating them in a cruel manner to prevent their escape, and resisting, their numbers giving them confidence, recovery. At this time they also killed a valuable horse and cow belonging to me, and drove away the whole of my milking cattle and working bullocks, some of which returned with spears in them. And these depredations did not cease till many lives were sacrificed, and I may say many thousands of sheep destroyed in the hope that the very small amount of information I am able to afford may be of use to you, I beg to remain, my dear sir, yours very truly, Charles Wedge, C.J. La Trobe, Esquire, Melbourne. End of section 31.